Here we go. I'm back again, and this is The Prince Warriors and the Unseen Invasion by Priscilla Shire, read, old, read by dear old daddy Oh, Chapter 5. A new friend. Brianna unlocked her phone and opened the app called Unseen. Still nothing. No message, no instruction. Every day there had been a message on her screen, but today... It was just the weird symbols and patterns that didn't make any sense again. She pushed the lock button on her phone and turned her attention to the boys' basketball game, which was taking place in the gym due to the bad weather. Levi and Xavier were both playing, as was Landon. That was something to see. Landon, the big bully whom she and Levi had confronted only a month ago, was now playing ball with Levi and the other kids. And Landon was pretty good, too. Wonders never cease. Brianna knew Levi didn't really like shooting hoops very much. He wouldn't be playing basketball at all if it hadn't been raining. He'd be out at the skateboard park with his buddies. Xavier made a basket, and a group of girls in the stands cheered. Xavier lived and breathed basketball. He was tall and sinewy with long legs that seemed to be able to cover the whole court in a few strides. Levi was shorter and stockier, not as quick in basketball. But on a skateboard, he could dip and turn like an acrobat. Levi recovered the ball and started dribbling down the court. Mr. J.A.R.'s, J.A.R., Levi's dad, who volunteered most days at the rec center, trotted up and down the court with his whistle in his mouth, blowing it occasionally. Mr. J.A.R., short for James Arthur, loved basketball almost as much as Xavier did. Evan did too. Where was Evan today? She looked around but didn't see him. Is someone sitting here? As a soft, tentative voice. Brianna looked up at a girl, at the girl with glossy red hair and soft freckles. She was pointing to the space next to Brianna on the bench. Uh, guess not, Brianna mumbled, picking up her phone as if she had gotten an important text. Um, I'm Ivy, said the girl. Yeah, I know. Ivy sat down, turning her eyes up to the game. Brianna noticed how Ivy's hair fell in tumbling waves down her back, how her jeans looked new, and she had on one of those hip new sling backpacks with a bright pattern just like the cool seventh grade girls seem to have brianna quickly shoved her own backpack under her seat she'd had it since elementary school and it had been her sister's before that brianna had three older sisters so she never got anything new brianna remembered the day that ivy had joined her and levi in standing up to landon when he was bullying manuel since then they had spoken a few times Brianna had a feeling that Ivy wanted to be friends, but Brianna wasn't sure she wanted Ivy for a friend. But Brianna wasn't sure. For one thing, Ivy's hair was a little too perfect. For another thing, Brianna was a princess warrior, and she knew Ivy would never understand what that meant. I like your headband, Ivy said, starting startling her. Brianna looked at her and gave a little smile. Oh, thanks. Where'd you get it? Nowhere. I, I made it. Brianna wished she hadn't said that. She should She should have mentioned some expensive boutique or department store. Now Ivy would think she was a big loser. It's really pretty, Ivy murmured. Thanks, Brianna glanced at Ivy and saw her fiddling with a lock of her hair, twirling it around to one finger. Her face was all red, like she was really nervous or embarrassed about something. When Ivy looked her way, Brianna turned her attention back to her phone. Um, I was wondering, Ivy began, what? Finally, Ivy sighed. Oh, nothing. Brianna wished a girl would just go away, or at least not talk anymore. She didn't want to answer a lot of questions about where she lived or why she lived with her grandparents instead of her real parents. Ivy probably lived in a big house and had her own room, just like most of the other girls in her class. 
Brianna pulled a tube of her favorite glitter lip gloss out of her hoodie pocket and slathered it on her lips. She always felt a lot prettier with sparkly lips. But then all of a sudden, she felt stupid again. Ivy didn't wear glitter lip gloss. None of the girls in sixth grade wore it. She should have grown out of it a long time ago. She tucked the tube back in her pocket, rubbing her lips together and wiping them with the back of her hand. The whistle blew, and Brianna breathed out a sigh of relief. Glad to get away from this annoyingly pretty girl. She raced down the bleachers to she raced down the bleachers to greet Levi and Xavier. Good game, she said. Levi was sweating like crazy and still panting from the game. He nodded to her. Ivy walked past them both, smiling a little shyly, but not saying anything. It was all right, Levi said. Xavier knocked one, him on the shoulder. Better luck next time. Yeah, you better watch out, Levi answered. Landon walked up to Levi. They bumped fist wor- fists wordlessly while before Landon went on his way. You guys like BFFs now? Brianna asked him with a short giggle. Hey, he's okay, said Levi with a shrug. I mean, he's not bullying the little kids anymore. That's something. They walked to the main room of the rec center where kids were gathering their books and coats, preparing to go out to go home. Outside, it was getting dark. The rain start, still pounding the roof and streaming down the windows. Xavier stopped to get a drink from the water fountain. Where's Evan? Brian asked him. Guess he didn't come today, Xavier said. He straightened, tossing back a lock of hair from his face. He was all mad this morning. Something about picture day. Manuel didn't come either, Levi said. Told me he had something import- some important experiment to do at home. You know Manuel, he shrugged, laughing. Mr. J.A.R. came up to the kids, beads of sweat still on his forehead from refereeing the game. Levi, you ready to go? Sure, Dad, just a sec. He reached over the table where he'd left his backpack. Mr. Arthur! Mary Stanton, the college student who worked part-time at the rec, called from the door of the office, a phone in one hand, a coffee cup in the other. She insisted on calling Levi's dad Mr. Arthur rather than Mr. J.A.R. Like the, like the kids did, I need, help, I need help in here. Just then a child ran out of the office and jostled her, causing her to drop her coffee cup. She shrieked, abandoning the phone to save her chai latte chai latte coming mary mr jr said with a sigh mary was always in the middle of one crisis or another you kids hang tight brianna you need a ride home that would be great thanks as mr jr went to deal with mary stanton's problem brianna's phone chirped she pulled it from her hoodie pocket and looked at the screen it's a new message she exclaimed it's not a message it's just the crest levi said then his phone made a beeping noise he pulled it out of his backpack and looked i've got it too the crest appeared immediately, shining red in a black field. That's weird, Brianna said. The crest doesn't usually show up unless there's trouble. All three of them stood still, not knowing what to do, half expecting to be transported to Aharatas instantly, but nothing happened. They were still at their wreck, holding their phones, kids jostling around them to get things and to go outside and meet their rides. False alarm, maybe, said Xavier. Brianna thrust her phone back into her hoodie pocket, disappointed. Oh, well, I guess we just have to wait a little longer. Can I borrow your phone, Xavier asked Levi. Evan's got mine. I need to text my dad, make sure he picks me up on his way home. Sure, Levi handed handed his phone to Xavier. It's so cute that you two have to share a phone, said Brianna. Actually, it's not, said Xavier. He took Levi's phone, closed out the unseen app, and began texting. Suddenly, all the lights in the building flickered and went out. What just happened? Brianna asked. All around them, kids hooted and giggled at the sudden darkness. Some used the light on their phones to find their way. Power outage, said Xavier, glancing around. Good thing we're leaving. He looked down at the phone again, but instead of his message to his dad, the crest of Aharatas was glowing on the screen. Hey, look at this, he said, coming slowly, showing the, boy, the phone to Levi. The crest came back. That's weird, said Levi. Just then, the image seemed to lift off the screen, hovering in the air before their eyes. Brianna took out her phone and stared at it. Mine's doing it, too. She watched as the crest rose up from her phone screen. The two hovering crest images soon began to shift toward each other, joining together in midair. They rotated slowly at first, picking up speed. Just like the last time, Brianna whispered, quick, grab it. 
The others will see us, Xavier said, looking around nervously. They aren't even looking, Brianner toward him. Besides, they can't see it. Only we can. Come on, together. She reached out toward the floating crest. Xavier and Levi did too. Suddenly, they felt as if they had jumped into a speeding merry-go-round, flying into motion, spinning so fast they couldn't see the room around them at all. The lights flickered back on. Mary Stanton emerged from the office just as the three kids disappeared into thin air. She dropped her Starbucks again. (laughs) Chapter 6. The Infinity Space. Evan and Manuel gazed at the unending sea of whiteness around them. There was no landscape at all, just empty, colorless space. Where are we? Evan asked. This doesn't look like Aharatis. Usually there's stuff, trees and grass and stuff. It's like being inside a jar of cotton balls. Yes, very strange, Manuel answered in his scientific voice. He reached out tenderly to touch the whiteness around him. It felt very close, and yet he couldn't actually feel anything. Invisible cotton balls. He bent down to see if there was a solid surface on his feet. There wasn't. There is no earthly reason why we are still standing here, not even falling. No earthly reason, Evan said with a little chuckle. Got that right. Of course, we could be falling and not even know it if we are in an, ana- in an area of microgravity. Micro what? Like astronauts in space. They look like they're floating, but they're actually falling at the same rate. Evan knew Manuel was about to explain a bunch of stuff he didn't really want to hear about at that moment, so he interrupted. Where is everyone else? Just then there was a noise. Evan had heard, heard once before, a noise like a garbage disposal turning, trying to grind up a ham bone. And suddenly his brother Xavier was standing there too, along with Levi and Brianna. The three of them stared around dumbfounded, blinking. Hey guys, Evan said, about time you showed up. Evan, said Xavier, slowly squinting as if he didn't trust his own vision. Manuel? Where are we? Brian asked nervously. Aharatis, said Evan. I mean, probably. There's no floor, said Xavier, bending to feel under his feet as Manuel had done. What are we standing on? Gravity, said Evan. According to him, microgravity, said Manuel. What I think happened is... How do we get out of here? asked Levi, interrupting. We need to find the water, Xavier said, knowing that any delay in finding the water could have disastrous consequences. Those were the instructions Ruach had given them the first time they came to Aratus. They had to go through the water in order to get to the cave, where they could get their armor. It was dangerous to be in Aratus without their armor. Ruach had told them that plenty of times. Yeah, said Evan, a tad nervously. His eyes darted around, half expecting a stand global or a bolt of lightning to strike like they had before. But... There's no water here, Brianna said. There's like nothing here. Literally, said Levi. Maybe it's like the dome, Evan said. Remember the dome that Levi was trapped in? That was invisible. But it was still solid, Xavier said, and we could still see the ground. I can't see anything through this white stuff except more white stuff. Actually, we're not standing on anything, Manuel tried to explain about the microgravity thing, but everyone continued to ignore him. We really need to find the water, Evan said, more nervous. Maybe the water is invisible, said Brianna. Then how are we going to be able to get into it, Levi asked. For reasons that Evan couldn't pinpoint, the mysterious instruction he'd received the day before floated across his mind like a wavering banner. Ask, and it shall be given. Maybe we could just ask for it, Evan said. Ask, Levi said, cocking an eyebrow at him. For what? The water? Didn't you read the instruction from yesterday? Ask and it shall be given. Maybe that's what it was talking about, Evan answered. So let's just ask. He cupped his hands around his mouth and he yelled up into the white blankness around him. Ruach, if you can hear me, please give us the water. He expected to hear his own voice echo back to him, as it usually did in large places like this. (coughs) But it actually sounded as though his voice just evaporated into space or like it never even left his mouth. They waited, but nothing happened. No echo. 
No echo, said Manuel, mirroring Evan's thoughts. That confirms my suspicions that wherever we are has no walls, no ending. It's like an infinity space. Infinity space? Cool, said Levi, nodding his head thoughtfully. Guess that means we aren't going to walk out of here. He let out a laugh like he was making a joke. No one else thought it was funny. If there's no air, how are we breathing, said Xavier. The fact that we are breathing means that there must be oxygen in the atmosphere, Manuel said. So where are we? We're not on Earth, and maybe we're not even in Aratus. Are we, like, between the two, Brian asked? Are we, like, stuck? Yeah, maybe, like, maybe the crest portal thing ran out of gas or something, Levi said. He laughed again. I seriously doubt a portal would run out of gas, said Manuel, perfectly serious. Still, it is not a very proprietous situation for us to be at the moment. Pro what? said Evan, still disbelieving what an 11-year-old, that an 11-year-old would use words like pro-whatever it was, for goodness sake. It means promising. Well, why didn't you just say that? A new sound interrupted them, a sort of high-pitched squeal, like a rusty hinged door opening. The kids stopped talking and looked up, as the sound seemed to be coming from somewhere above them. It was hard to tell, though as, as the sound in this place didn't reverberate, it died as quickly as it began. What is it? Brianna whispered, searching the empty space above them for a source of the sound. It was something, something, although they weren't sure quite what. The squeal seemed to be getting louder and closer until it, whatever it was, began to materialize before them. A transparent curtain of some sort, about five feet wide, but extending so far above and below them that no end could be seen. The surface of the curtain appeared to be moving, rippling like a thin veil of water. Water, see, Evan gloated, told you. That's the water, Brianna asked, peering at it. Weird, kind of looks like water, but not really. Manuel slowly reached out to poke at it. His finger went right through. It does feel like water, he concluded, but it's very peculiar. He walked all around the other side of the thing, scratching his head. Can you see me? Sort of, you look wavy. Ah, interesting, Manuel said, coming back around to the other side. Some sort of visible waveform, perhaps, although it must be far more dense than it appears. Manuel began mumbling to himself, sort out of sorting out various hypotheses. Evan had started walking around the strange, wavy curtain, too. When he got to the other side, he poked his finger into it as Manuel had done. Hey, look at my finger, he said, wiggling around. Where is it? You can't see it, said Evan. What about this? He stuck his foot through. Can you see my foot? Nope. Evan pulled out his foot. It was completely dry. He came around to join the others again. Cool, it must be the water. Well, I'm not so sure of that, Manuel said. It seems designed to simulate water and therefore could be some sort of trap. Might just swallow us whole. A flicker of hesitation showed on his face. I propose we study it further. I wish I had my microscope here or at least a magnifying glass. <clears throat> There's the crest. I can see it. Levi pointed to the rippling curtain where the funny-shaped end glowed very dimly. Wait, I see it too, Evan said. The others soon nodded in agreement. That must be the water. There's only one way to find out for sure, Levi suddenly declared. He took a step right into the mirror-like curtain. His leg disappeared, just like Evans, ha Evans had done. See ya! His voice was full of mischief as he stepped forward, the rest of him following and promptly disappearing together. Levi! Brianna gasped, but he was gone before she could even try to pull him away. Where'd he go? Evan rushed around to the other side of the sheet to see Levi would reappear, but he didn't. He must be in there, he murmured. Somehow, look, Xavier said, pointing to the sheet where a pale reddish tinge spread out from the center of the crest. Red! It was the same, it was the hue that always spread across the surface of the water when someone passed through its surface. This is what made it different than ordinary water. Definitely the water, Brianna said, feeling suddenly secure that Levi was safe in the cave. See ya, she chirped to the others as she nearly jumped into the rippling water. She too disappeared. Hey, wait for me, Evan shouted and dashed through the water next. Xavier and Manuel were left. You want to go first, Xavier asked. Perhaps we should wait a bit, just to make sure. 
You can wait if you want, but I'm going, Xavier. Stepped into the water and disappeared with others. Wait, Manuel cried, but it was too late. Xavier was gone. Manuel remembered the last time he'd almost been left behind, when he'd been too scared to cross the bridge of Skotos. He wasn't about to let that happen again. He started counting, which was what he always did in scary situations. One, two, three. He stuck his foot in the water. Four, five. He shut his eyes and lunged forward, disappearing completely before he could say six. And that is the end of chapter six. Love you all. Bye.